Hey everyone, Couch Investor back with an exciting video for you today. So a lot of you have been asking me to do a video with Chicken Genius again, because my first video with him was such a success. Since that first video, we went from 1,000 subscribers to hopefully today 6,000. So I want to thank everyone that has been subscribing to this channel. I really, really appreciate that. And if you're new to this channel, I would really appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button. So in this video, we're going to talk about Square, Lemonade, Tesla, and lots, lots of more interesting stuff. And towards the end of this video, I will be talking about reaching a goal of mine, something that Chicken has been doing on his channel as well lately. It has something to do with giving back to charity, giving back to everybody that has supported me. So stay tuned for that. But right now, I'll leave you to this interview. Enjoy. Hey. Yo, hi, hi. How are you? All right. How are you? Good, good, good. Just had a little stress here with my uh, with my Zoom because I upgraded it, but it didn't change anything. So I see, I see. No problem. <laughs> so have you been since uh, since the last video? Yeah, it's been a while. Huh? I think how long was that? Six months? I think yeah, it was this summer. So a lot, a lot has changed. A lot has changed for Tesla, for the stock market, for the world actually. So it's been pretty, pretty insane. Awesome. I've seen your audience growing too. Uh, I like your content. I still do watch. I, I think you are a lot more updated than me for some stocks. Yeah, I'm like a bit lost. <laughs> yeah, I'm more now into like Lemonade and Square. So big yeah, focus I, on I, those two. So nice right, because it's yes. pretty cool company. It's pretty young still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. I, I do watch your content on uh, Lemonade and Square. Uh, yeah, you're a lot more updated, but uh, probably today's talk we can talk about like, you know, what do we see uh, the future is and, and stuff like that. For sure, for yeah. sure. So first yeah. up, I, I did a little research and I read that you were an options investor for at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yes, yes. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you a bit about, about that. How, why options investing and are you still doing it now? Um, okay, I, I used to do uh, options investing because I feel that options brings lower risk than the actual stock itself, if you know what you're doing, if. Yeah. Like um, I was doing like leap calls, a certain like you have the same upside, but your downside is like 20% with the same upside. Obviously my options are, were never leveraged, but for when it hit Tesla, it's, it's totally different game. The core options were really expensive. The premium is, is over the top. So um, I think buy stock is still a better way. Yeah, so I used to teach options, um, but in the case of Tesla, it, it doesn't make sense to use options. So it's pretty dynamic. Like I used to invest in Apple and Facebook. Options make a lot more sense because if you're looking at the implied volatility of options, it just makes total sense to, to do like a long leap calls on Apple. You have the same upside with a downside of about 20%. So that is a pretty good uh, way to invest. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty interesting. No, because I was like pretty, pretty surprised to see uh, options there uh, at the start. So I was like, okay, maybe, yes. I, maybe I ask you, I ask you that. Um, sure. But... Um, I, I think there's no one perfect way to invest. I think like throughout time, as as time goes by, the the way we invest should change accordingly to what's out there on the market. There's no like one perfect way. So last time the option makes sense. Yes, it absolutely did. But uh, I think after a while. I noticed there's a certain shift and it doesn't apply to Tesla being the, the most awesome company I think now there is. Yeah, so sure. you know, just, just buy stock. Yeah. Still undervalued. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, for sure. Now, so did, did you want to say something before I, I jump into the options uh, subject? Oh, also, are we going to start the recording now? Uh, yeah, I, Sorry, I, what I, you it mean? started uh, automatically. Oh, 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 oh. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, uh, nothing. I just I just saw your channel, like uh, five over thousand views, and I'm like, wow, super, super impressed. It's good, yeah, it's good. so it's almost, I think this will this will be published, I think, Thursday or something. So hopefully by then it will be, I think, 6,000 subscribers. So it's pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty good way to great, end great. To, to end the, the year. Um, great, yeah. great, great. Super pleased. I, I, I like the way you cover stuff and uh, straight to the point and stuff. So it's good. good then I, I took, yeah. I took your, your feedback and uh, so the videos are now way shorter, more direct. So it's pretty, pretty good. So I went actually over the last conversation and uh, there, was, there was something very interesting when we talked about the Tesla autonomous fleet and robo taxis. Yes. So you gave it a time horizon of at least five years until we will see that. Has something changed now that you've seen like some beta, beta testers, beta drivers driving with FSD, beta mode? Oh, it's crazy, man. Oh, I, 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 I do not... I, I do not believe uh, what Elon is saying. He said next year it, it, it's going to be out. I, I it's, To me, it's, it's still a little bit too fast. Uh, Dojo is still not uh, completed. I guess Dojo is, uh, is, is the supercomputer that Tesla is building. The reason why they are building Dojo is because they are not allowed to use the TPU that Google has uh, because it comes in compete with directly Google's autonomous uh, driving. So they have to build their own uh, TPU. And when... When Dojo comes out, I guess the purpose of Dojo is to go like, is we call it the March of Knives. Make sure everything is 99.999% correct or 99.99999% correct. So other than that, uh, I can't believe that full self-driving is out so fast. And seeing the videos, did, uh, do you watch the videos? Yeah, like on, on Twitter, every day there's somebody else that uploads a video. It's, it's pretty, pretty impressive, especially yeah. the, the roundabouts and then the, the way it, it melts in the traffic. Pretty, pretty insane. Yes, and it moves like human beings. So you like sneak out a little bit and take a look, sneak out. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. wow, that, 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 that's pretty amazing. So you I, I, I remember you did mention you are using uh, <clears throat> mobile eyes technology that you're using personally. Yeah, um, so it's in, integrated in the, in the car. It's not, it's mm -hmm. not full self-driving, it's not autonomous, but it, it does like beep and tell you when you're like moving closer to a car or when you go over a line so it starts beeping and alerting obviously it collects all that data to see whether you can drive like a normal human or not but yeah it's 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 not at tesla level, at least not in in my car but i believe I in some cars it's it's more advanced i see oh that's good to hear your experience because i have not heard anybody's experience on the mobile eye no also it's it's better if you have mobile eye you pay less insurance because you have mobilized, so obviously the insurance can then check with the system if if that's uh, your fault, if you're a reckless driver or whatever. And I think that's something Tesla and Elon Musk will probably go into later, this Tesla insurance. Um, but yes. yeah, no, for, for now, it's pretty basic, the mobile I have in the, in the car. It's pretty basic, mm -hmm. just alerts you if you're too close to a car, if you're driving too fast, to, um, if you go over the, the lines on a highway, whatever. Then it starts beeping to alert you get back in line, um, etc. Oh, awesome! All right, yeah. 
yeah. yeah, with Tesla insurance, there's a lot of things to it. I, I, I think you did mention if the system detects that you are quite an unsafe driver, uh, yeah, it will increase your insurance premium. So that is pretty awesome. Yeah, no, it's so that's actually I'm going into the the, the next subject with uh, lemonade here. Ah, because yeah. I I think he mentioned in his uh it was at a Goldman Sachs conference last last week. So I think he mentioned very very briefly after he said that they're going into life insurance, he said something about car insurance and then all the other products that they might be releasing. So do you think this mm. is going to be like very difficult for them to compete with the likes of Tesla for car insurance? Uh, I didn't watch the Goldman Sachs interview. Uh, I was watching it halfway. Uh, okay, this is my take behind it. I did watch uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel Schreiber. Yeah. Uh, he was talking, I multiple interviews. In fact, all I, I, I could like quite safely say I watched almost all his interviews. And I remember quite vaguely in one of the interviews, he said that he knows Tesla has insurance. He is not going into the motor insurance. That, that was what he said. But having said that, uh, I you know the um, insurance, like the whole insurance business, it is so huge. It is so big. There is there is no such thing as there's there's uh you can swallow up the whole pie. It's too big. Uh, it's it's like there's no way you can dominate the entire industry. So let's say if Lemonade wants to go to motor insurance, I believe they could, but I pretty sure that I heard him say that they are not touching motor insurance for now. So I'm not too sure if he updated anything during the Goldman Sachs yeah, interview. He said it's probably in the, in the future because now with the life insurance coming up, probably after the pandemic is over, they're probably going to open up for travel, which makes total sense. It's, it's pretty mm -hmm. easy insurance. So I'll just yeah. put for thought because I think it's a big industry. It's like a huge industry and people are keep saying, oh, lemonade is going to fail. There are like <laughs> nothing new, nothing new regarding other investors. But if you look at their market cap right now is what it's five five billion dollars in an, in, an, billion. in a market of what trillion dollars in in, uh, in insurance revenue of one hundred billions of dollars per year. It's pretty pretty insane that people are still like not willing to even bet a little bit on on lemonade just for the sake of it because who knows what might happen. Exactly. Actually, I have an argument for lemonade. Uh, um, I have a case that it goes to a hundred billion. So this is my probably my my five to ten year target to a to hundred billion. That means from now it's about twenty x. The my, my case is this. Um, lemonade. The, the I think a lot of people miss this out is that they specifically mentioned that they are building it on a digital substrate. I'm not too sure if you hear this during their interview. Uh, I I have to emphasize this on the digital substrate because. The traditional industries, they have uh, systems on systems on systems, you know, like, uh, like let's say there's a claim that goes through that lawyer and goes through this, goes through that. It has, it has a very, very big system, HR-wise, everything-wise, the whole structure is it's, it's like a massive spider web. But in Lemonix's case, their spider web is all in a digital substrate. So it's very easily scalable. So they can immediately like go to another country and they apply this and they, and they can scale quick, quickly. And uh, if you have watched a few of his videos, you will notice that he talks about, he doesn't want a product that can be 10% better, 20% better. He wants 10 times better. And this is the reason that they are working towards and uh, it's just a pretty much no-brainer. It's like you are going after the biggest pie ever and you just 
go for it. You know, the risk to rewards are quite uh, it's quite very little considered little risk for very very extremely yeah. high amount of rewards. So my goal is a hundred billion. So it's twenty x from now. You know, for sure. Like I said this a couple of times, you can compare this to let's say Amazon and Walmart when they started. Amazon started, everybody talked, oh, it's just an online bookstore. Walmart would probably buy them if they become too big. Yes. A few la years later, Amazon is one of the biggest companies in the world and Walmart is still Walmart, but way smaller than what, what they thought. I think they also said that in, the, in recent interviews, I think with Dave Lee, I believe, is that yes. traditional insurance maker are like, there's this one that stays in the United States and then there's those ones that stay in Europe and, and that's it, like they never go from one continent to the other. And that's something like Lemonade is already doing right now. It's just there will be going worldwide. So it's pretty, pretty insane actually to see them already going into Europe. They're like what, three, four years old. And that's pretty, pretty young. Also to IPO at a three years old age is, is pretty insane. But Crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's, at, it's also at their advantage to go IPO and get that public exposure of, of the brand. For them, I think it's a, it's a win-win and they get the cash from us, the investor, and then they get the exposure from the media and, and the, the, the social market. So it's pretty, pretty good, if you ask me. Pretty rare to see yeah. a young company go IPO so soon, but pretty, pretty cool. They have the perfect signature of a disrupting company. Uh, recently in a video I did, uh, like there's this book on the innovators uh, dilemma. Uh, so when you are looking at disruption, usually the companies start out, like they take a small percent of market share. And when you see the growth is like 100%, 200%, which is exactly what uh, Lemonade is giving. Like uh, I think this, I think the last update was 100% growth year over yes, year yes, or something. something like like, okay, I, I, very I can't close remember to, the numbers. Very close to the hundreds. Yeah, I mean, what that, that is nuts, you know. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's crazy growth and... I don't expect anything uh, like more or less from them. It is how disruption starts. And yeah, here we are. <laughs> Especially during a pandemic when everybody thought they're not going to grow that fast. They're like, their users, it's almost at a million, a million users, right? A million customers right now. It's pretty, pretty insane, actually. Yes, it's crazy. I remember during Q2 call, uh, he, he did, uh, during Q2 2020, he said that Q3 2020 is going to be not, not so really good, good. Yeah. yeah but and, and the stock price came down uh, but i don't think it's correlated uh my but my thing but he i don't think he, i think he underestimated his own company because again in uh like disruption companies uh it actually gains traction no matter what shitty situation you throw it in uh usually you will come out stronger and and true enough in q3 the numbers just blew everybody away um, and I expect the numbers to continue blowing people away. That's why that was one of the reasons I got rid of uh, Illumina. Yeah, the numbers were crap and I, I screw you. So <laughs> it, it's very obvious to see. What's, this year, 2020 is an amazing year because this is a year where you is as clear as day and night which companies are doing well and which companies are not doing well. Uh, if you are talking about 2017, 2018, I probably wouldn't be able to tell because any donkey company can, you know, can, can, can do well. Uh, generally, if you just do the right thing, you'll be fine. But not in 2020. You, you need to be really good to be doing well. Yeah, so 2020 is, is, uh, is, is like this stress test that all the companies in the world suddenly got it. And those that do well survive. Those that don't, they, they probably will fail and fail probably miserably. 
Yes, yes. So 2020 is one of the best years to invest. I've been invested for many years. 2020 is, is as clear as day and night. I, I mean, it, it's so simple to tell. So I, yeah, 2020 has been a good, good year for investors, uh, but generally, you know, life is not really that good. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a good year for investors that want to learn something very, very fast because 2020 has been a roller coaster. You've seen the ups, the downs, the uncertainties. It's, it's actually a pretty good market to go into and start learning something by, by yourself because it's during like yes. 2017, 2018, 2019 when everything was all well, maybe a trade war here and there, but you couldn't really learn anything. So it's yeah. overall pretty good year for an investment point of view, 2020. Yes, yes. Yeah. definitely. So I don't know if you, if you looked at it, but uh, somebody tweeted about the Lemonade API and all their capabilities that they could be doing moving forward. Oh, I didn't see that. So I, yeah, so I looked at it and I was like very, very surprised to, to the extent where they could go. So for example, if you have like a smart home or whatever, let's say the, the Amazon ring, so that doorbell with camera and whatnot, yeah, there is a possibility to integrate Lemonade's API with that. And so they can calculate the risk of your home insurance if you leave your door open, if the stove is open, the oven is still open. So they all calculate and gather that data and to calculate your homeowner's insurance, whether it will be more expensive, less expensive, etc. So I was like thinking about all the possibilities that they can do with this Lemonade, like line of codes and whatnot. It's pretty, pretty insane. Like you can integrate it in your website if you want, your business, whatnot, your cameras, if they're smart enough. So like the, the wow. yeah, it's it's pretty pretty cool. Like when he when he showed me that, I was like very very impressed. Because I'm impressed. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Um, I I heard Daniel uh talking about this too, like uh regarding like insurance premiums, uh nothing to do with API, but he they generally talk about like same thing about the home. Like if you lock your house, the insurance premium will drop. Or he also talked about people who pay their insurance premium on time tend to not. Uh, get claims because they are just more stable people. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, there's so much to to learn from everything. Like yeah, yeah. No, because I watched your interview with Dave Lee. So he asked about the data collection of of Lemonade. Where do they get their data? If there's such a big advantage on that. So actually, I yeah. that I wanted to add this API thing to that equation. And also, there is this. Uh, I talked about this in my last video. A bot called Cooper which basically like mm-hmm. scans and takes data from a NASA satellite twice a day to calculate if there will be, if there are bushfires, if there, are, if there is like a typhoon coming up and whatnot. And if there mm-hmm. is, then the affected area gets like an alert. All the campaigns from Facebook get pulled. Everybody that has a policy and whatnot gets, gets an alert. So like if Dave Lee watches this, uh, this mm-hmm. might answer some of his points. Like the data collection starts from a, a marketing campaign all the way to the user acquisition and actually the users interacting with with Lemonade's uh, platform. So there's pretty a lot a lot of data collecting from from users whether they like it or or, or not. I see. Oh, awesome! Yeah. All right. All right. That's something new I learned. Uh, actually, it was after Dave's interview. I I, I like his interview because he's usually quite skeptical, mm-hmm. and because he's skeptical, uh, he actually pushes uh, pushes me to. I was actually researching a lot on Bitcoin after that. I'm like, okay, I, I valid. So I, I went to search a lot on yeah, crypto. So anyway, yeah, back to Lemonade. Uh, yeah, he, uh, it was uh, really interesting to, after his interview, what I did, I actually researched on the CTO. Uh, I think his name is Shell. Uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, 
S H A I, the Chai Shy or something like that. That was his name. Yeah, CTO of Lemonade, and this guy is pretty awesome, man. Oh, the because, co- the co-founder. Yeah, the the yeah, yeah the, the one the that co-founder. also founded uh, Fiverr. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. Shy. Yeah, Shy, Shy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Shy. Yeah. Um. So I I I looked up him because the, to me, if Lemonade's AI doesn't work, uh, it, it's going to fail. So it's actually mostly reliant on Shy. So I, I did look him up and this guy is amazing, man. So yeah. and to, to have two publicly traded companies right now, like two huge one and pretty young is, is pretty, pretty insane. I think the management is, is very, very good. Like him, Daniel, the, the CFO as well, very, very good CFO. It's uh, yes. it's pretty good. They also have one in, in their team called Dan Ariely. He's like a behavioral economist expert worldwide. So yes, like, yes. They, they took him for all the analysis of claims and not claims and being friendly, a friendly insurance uh, company compared to the other that only want to take your money and not give it back. So like the, yes. the team behind the company, I, I like a super strong conviction in that, in that team. Yes, actually to add one more thing, um, uh, I, I caught this on Shai's interview, like uh, I think he spoke like three years back, or oh, this is a very old interview, three or four years back, where he just started Lemonade and, um, and he had Fiverr. So the structure of Fiverr and Lemonade is pretty different. He, he did mention that he loves the culture at Lemonade compared to Fiverr because when you have um, too many people in Fiverr, it, it's like you get a lot of politics and stuff. So the Lemonade team, this time he focused on a very lean team, and but it's really much scalable. So th- there was this whole thing about he interviewing every single person who works for Lemonade. He will do his interview, nobody else. So the final stage is him and he passes or fails the person. Yeah, so it's pretty amazing on what he does. Um, one, I, I do believe he's one of the better AI guys out there ever since he has a lot of good track record. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's pretty, pretty, pretty good to, to know that like such a company that goes into an industry where actually none of them really has so much an expertise in that market uh, to have such confidence in them. Yes, yes, yes. So actually it goes uh, to my next point, which is Square, another great company, because I actually uh-huh. wanted to compare like Square to, to Lemonade by, by the ecosystem that they are both building. So Lemonade, the ecosystem of like, you can enter Square's ecosystem with pet insurance, homeowners, renters, life, and whatnot. Same thing like with Square, you can start with Cash App or from the seller site, and then obviously you gather and maybe sign up to lots, yes. lots of more products. Um, so actually, yes. there's, a, there's a video that is releasing, I think, today that I'm talking about what's missing for, for Square and what can bring them to that closer to that trillion dollar magic uh, market cap. And that's the Pay with pay with cash out, pay with cash app. Oh yeah, like yeah. pay with pay, pay, pay with cash app. I think this is something that for me is missing very very much, especially in 2020, because you can create your website, you can do e-commerce with Square, and it's it sounds maybe it sounds a bit stupid, but it's something that should have been there maybe for for this year, especially with everybody that goes online to have like this checkout button. Maybe not for eBay or whatnot, but for websites that were created by Square, for mm-hmm. by Square merchants to have this checkout with Cash App. Like for me, that's that's a huge, huge market. Like for PayPal, I think it's the almost close to three hundred billion dollars in 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 revenue or whatnot. It's 
three point something yes. billion transactions per year. It's it's insane. Yes, it's crazy. Um, my my thing behind that is okay. I I do agree. While that is awesome, I don't. I personally think that there is more they need to do to hit a trillion. Because to me personally, that is something that everybody is doing. And when Square is doing something that everybody is doing, mm, uh, that might not uh, do it for me. Um, my probably uh, I like to like like sub to me my biggest point between for Square is okay if you are looking at twenty twenty five revenues or stuff. I mean, if you just project forward, uh, two main areas where they are earning the most revenue. Number one is transactional base basically you know they transact you get a bit of money this is where you're mentioning to talk about the extra money coming in the the little bit of percentage with square checkout if there yeah. is any uh but the biggest uh book is that this is uh quite in line with arc invest um the, which is their subscription and their services so that one is projected to be at least I think 20 to 30 billion. I can't remember the number, but I, I, I did my own projection hours in one of my videos. Uh, yeah, so the subscription and service, that particular line is 20 to 30 billion. And that is like four or five times more than uh, transactional base. Uh, basically, we want users to do everything on the cash app, like you buy stock, you buy Bitcoin, you do everything, you go to the grocery stores. Taxes and now. Yeah, taxes now. Yes, exactly. You're right. And uh, if you have everything in one platform, that is the one that is going to bring you to that trillion dollar mark, man. So I don't see PayPal doing this personally. I don't see any other company doing this as well. I know in Europe, you talk about Revolt. Revolut, I'm not yeah. Too, but it's yeah, uh, nothing. Like I, I'm waiting until Cash App comes to Europe to, to actually have it and delete my Revolut. I just use it to send maybe when we go out with friends so somebody pays the bill and then we split it up or whatnot. But I don't really do hmm. anything with that right now. I see. Um, yes, it's, it's right. And I think Square is doing the right direction because I'm still researching. I'm, I'm not exactly right. Uh, you can't like, I, this, is, this is not facts because I'm not really clear, but I know it's roughly like that. If you, if you are comparing like Robinhood, uh, Revolut um, and stuff, let's say you, for example, you buy Bitcoin. You don't actually buy the Bitcoin. Uh, you, I don't think you can even send the Bitcoin to the wallet. It's like some kind of, they, they use a derivative, like you buy contracts. So yeah, yeah, under, I mean, at the back, yeah, CFD. So it's behind the backend. So people think that they may own Bitcoin, but they actually do not. But Square gives you, Quest Cash App gives you access to the, the actual Bitcoin and you could transact with that. So that is pretty amazing. Uh, so Square is doing something that everybody else is not doing. And that is my bullish case. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I, I, I looked at their, at Cash App's Instagram because they have 1.5 million followers on their Instagram. And then I looked wow. at Venmo's, which was, which is PayPal's cash app, let's say. And mm -hmm. you want to guess how much followers they have? Well, let me get, let me get Venmo. Venmo used to be more popular than cash app. Probably a million. 40 something thousand. No way. <laughs> that's a joke. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> like, it speaks for itself. Like cash app is so much more into the younger generation. Like, sponsoring esports teams like they, they have deals with this i don't know mcdonald's or chipotle or whatnot what i think that like mm -hmm. the target audience is is basically for for the future i think paypal is more people that already know paypal since since it started and whatnot and you can basically see that 
on their social medias. One has 1.5 million, the other is only in the 40,000s of followers. 40,000, that's a joke for Vien Mo. Yeah. Uh, that's, like, thank I you was, for sharing that. that that's quite a. I was ve question. very, very surprised to see. I was like, what, what is this? I was like, okay. I mean, okay, regarding that fact, I still have uh, one very important fact, which is really my bull thesis behind um, Square 2. Um, something a lot of people, because I get a lot of uh, people commenting, what about PayPal, you know, that kind of stuff, Visa. Uh, of all the payment companies out there, they, the, the only CEO which have the most skin in the game is Jack Dorsey because he owns like 20 plus percent of Square. Like he, he owns 20 plus percent of Square. Uh, if you look at PayPal CEO, no, he doesn't. In fact, he sells away his stock. So, uh, I mean, they just do it for the sake of doing it. Uh, in fact, if you heard PayPal CEO talk about why they did Bitcoins because they had to, you know, that kind of thing. They didn't believe in it. So if you are looking at like management, uh, CEO with skin in the game, Jack Dorsey is just like another Elon Musk and uh, like uh, Lemonade where they, these CEOs, they really have big amount of shares in the company. And yeah, I mean, the values are aligned. So that's something that most people didn't, uh, don't look at is that the skin in the game. Yeah, no, for sure. Um... Do you, do you see any struggle for Square to move forward and grow even more and more at, I don't know, if you have any products that they, you would like them to add, maybe obviously grow worldwide, going to Europe, going to Asia, obviously Africa is going to be a very, very big market for Square? Yes. Um, yes. Um, I think the only way they can grow is through acquisition because companies there has already passed the, regu I mean the, the, the regulation loops there. Uh, so I think that's the fastest way to grow by acquisition. I believe now with Square's uh, market cap that they, they could do it, just acquire. It's quite cheap to them to acquire companies. I think they recently acquired somebody in Europe to expand into Europe. Yeah. Although so it's going to take a it's, very long time. Yeah, sp a Spanish uh, P2P uh, company for yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, probably that is, they need to do more acquisition-wise, but it's still going to take some time. So... Um, Jack Dorsey do know that I, uh, in his interviews, like again, when I invest, I really watch all of Jack Dorsey's video to really feel, put myself in his shoes and feel like him. I mean, I don't feel like him, like he looks like a ho homeless guy now. But yeah, anyway, uh, so Jack Dorsey <laughs> from, from Twitter, it's not the same one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's pretty funny. So uh, anyway, um, I, I want to feel like what they think. Uh, that's why I really watch hours of them. And um. Jack Dorsey does know that that's the limitation. And there's only one way you can get around all this is cryptocurrency. I, I mean, there's, there's no other way. Like I could send you uh, Bitcoin now and you know nobody in the world can stop me from doing that. But uh, if you're doing tra traditional systems, it, it's going to be pretty slow. And yeah, so Jack Dorsey is doing... So what I want to see from Square is I hope they solve the Lightning Network. They've been working on it for quite a while. I haven't seen any updates on the Lightning Network, so the Layer 2. So that, that is something I would like to see from Square. Where, where do you see Square going, like, let's say, until 20, 2025? Let's say in a year, we're 2025. What would you like to see Square already reaching by that in year? In terms of stock price? No, stock price or, or the company itself or both? The company itself. Wow. Uh, 
I actually, I mean, if you are looking at status quo, like growth at 20% a year, 50% a year, that, that is utterly given, but I'm not looking for that 20, 50% a year. There's, sometimes you need certain events to explode to get a company soaring really high. And the only way is the, the collapse of the financial system, like, oh, I mean, touch, I mean, like, you know, like, uh, I, I don't know how to say it. I mean, don't, don't, I hope it doesn't happen, but uh, I think in Asia, we call it a touch wood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, don't, yeah, but uh, I mean, for, for Square to really fly in valuation, the financial system must be rocked and a lot of people will be moving to the Square's ecosystem. And I that, that is where I see um, Square moving really high. But status quo, if nothing happens and just slow growth, I believe in 2025, stock price will be about $400. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like, yeah, sounds about right. Like with cash, with uh, ARK Invest's valuation, especially for, for cash apps, growth is going to be, incredible like the more and more they grow the more you can see it's they're be basically becoming this like i've been saying like this next generation bank whether they like yes. it or not because they're always denying that we don't want to compete with banks but eventually that's exactly what they are doing they're helping businesses giving out loans basically a bank but a better one yes uh there's only one thing i i've like quite I'm questioning Square about, uh, I'm not too sure if, I, I hope you can answer this. If not, we, just, we can continue to do some research. But uh, I'm not comfortable that they are counting Bitcoin as revenue. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do not know why I'm still researching. I, I don't understand why must they do that. Is it because the balance sheet costs off? It's like, you know, if you sell $100 of Bitcoin, they take that as revenue. I'm like, no, you should use commission as revenue. I mean, as Profit, not not as you know. Yeah, no, they keep the yeah, they, they keep writing on the site. Oh, this is excluding uh, Bitcoin because of this, this, and that. But like, why, why do that in the first place? Like, doing a part, yeah, part sheet for just your your Bitcoin training because it's also a, a weird way to calculate um, this part of, of the revenue. Which is, I don't know, pretty pretty weird. Maybe they just yes. want to point out and glorify the the numbers regarding regarding bitcoin and, and whatnot but yeah moving forward yes. i i hope they will change that yes yes me too um actually i compare again with uh, with lemonade's growth to to a square square obviously became big because they focused on those people that are unbanked and the areas that are not developed and not helped by the banks i think you can like we can compare that to what lemonade is also doing like growing into these areas where people maybe regular insurance is maybe too expensive for them people don't really like to go and, and see those huge buildings and be there and wait for 30 minutes to, to actually sign up be on the phone and whatnot like we can see that I think their biggest market California New York and but Texas is also pretty pretty big for them and like they're moving towards those areas that are probably underserved and people aren't happy uh, with that as well. Like I saw a tweet today about someone that tweeted, I was like, she was, yeah, I was on the phone for 30 minutes with uh, MetLife and they still didn't give me an answer. <laughs> so I was like, yes. uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, actually touching on that point, it's the same both regarding Lemonade and Square. Uh, you know, this year, Jack Dorsey is supposed to go South Africa to spend for six months there and the yeah the Twitter board were like pissed off at him until COVID hit, so he yeah. he has no choice to, but to be stuck. But I guess his mission there was to serve the unbanked. So yeah, imagine Africa is a really big big uh, economy, 
there and if he if he could penetrate uh, Africa, I guess that would really search uh, Square's uh, evaluation. So yeah, that that could be added to our previous discussion. Yeah. And regarding Lemonade, you, I, 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 one of the facts that I do know that most of their customers are not the customers that had previously insurance. They are just brand new to insurance. 75% of customers uh, of theirs is first time insurance mm -hmm. buyers, some, something like that. So that is like mind blowing. I mean, this, this, this shows to say most people are like, screw insurance, I'm not going to waste my time. But since it's so easy, let me just use lemonade. Yeah, it's just out of convenience. Yeah, it's easy and it's pretty cheap. But I think that number will change because now that they're entering European markets in lots of European countries, insurance is something you have to have if you're a homeowner or whatnot. Oh, all right. So maybe that those numbers will probably change. But yeah, in the United States, it was pretty amazing to see that a lot of their customers are just new people that never had insurance before, which for me, it's pretty yes, insane. Yeah. Um, but for mm, it's free advertising. Lemonade. <laughs> yeah, sorry. For for the uh, now going back to your point about the African market, it's, uh, it's yeah. pretty a pretty good move because I think they are one of the biggest markets out there for mobile payments. I think they've been doing mobile mm -hmm. payments for for years now, like the the, the usual like with a Nokia thirty three ten or whatnot. They were already yeah. sending payments through that to a, to a text message. So for me, like yes. we're going into that market, it's, it's a huge opportunity. It's huge. I, I believe the next, the, Africa's continent, the, the, the market there is so huge and it's really untouched, maybe because due to a lot of corruption in politics. But after China, I mean, if you're looking at the next, you know, big boom upwards is Africa. Yeah, for sure. Like it's such That's a rich country, but like you yeah. said, there's like, Political issues, corruption, whatnot, and very underdeveloped areas. But the next yes. big, big boom is is probably that, that market. Yes, I agree. And I have a question again about uh, Tesla, but which is actually something I had to ask in the first video: is why was actually Tesla misunderstood fr from the start? And then I have another comparison with with Apple, but that will be a bit a bit later. For well, sure. Tesla is pretty straightforward. Uh, they were. I remember this picture that they posted. Uh, the industries Tesla were disrupting. Obviously, going to piss a lot of people. <laughs> In fact, you if you look at the uh, Tesla Q, they are they are they are short. Uh, they are actually funded by a lot of these industries. You you notice in the lawsuit, and after that, uh, recently in recent lights, uh, following Homas. Uh, block something like that you actually realize you a lot of tesla q people are funded by by these industries i, I remember one of their cars exploding actually they took a bullet and fire into the battery pack mm. uh yeah all those cases are all coming to light now i mean i mean if you're going to disrupt like like car dealer networks you're going to disrupt everybody out there the oil industry and everybody you're going to piss a lot of people off so i probably that was the, why was it misunderstood? Because there was a very big media narrative against uh, Tesla, and it doesn't help that they doesn't it doesn't help that they do not pay for advertising. So the media people are like, okay, you know, oil people are paying me. So usually they will be move they will move towards where the money comes. So yeah, there was a for Tesla's case specifically, Tesla it is yeah is the amount of people that they were disrupting. Target, yeah. 
targeting. Leila, for sh- I saw this week like JP Morgan's price target for Tesla is what eighty dollars, ninety dollars, or whatnot. <laughs> but but they put Neo at around about eighty dollars as well, or something. Then you see what stock and what company they're backing. You see they're completely backing Neo, and they never back Tesla. And then you see the conflict of interest. Pretty yes. pretty stupid. Like how. Because you see Goldman Sachs has now a price target for Tesla for, I think, 700 close to $800. Then a bank like J.P. Mm-hmm. Morgan, $80, which for me makes makes totally no, no sense. But hey, pretty easy to pick mm-hmm. on, on, on Tesla when they disrupt everyone and you're not happy with that. So pretty easy from, from their side. But going yes. to my comparison, I want to know actually what, what you think of that. So I was thinking about when Nokia was the biggest out there regarding phones. Then came Apple, disrupted obviously the whole smartphone industry came out with the iPhone. But then they started releasing more and more and more and more products, MacBook, iPhone, iPod Touch. Uh, yes. Not every every time, every time they, they come up with new things. So I want to compare that a bit with, with Tesla as well. They came, they disrupted the car industry. And then people say, oh, but they're just a car company. What can they do more? So obviously, We've heard this a couple of times that Tesla is this company that has tens, dozens of other startups inside the company. So for me, like I was like, okay, so maybe we can compare that for the easier people that want to understand it to Apple releasing and maybe doing better products. Laptops is not like a phone. Laptop is another company, another industry, headphones, earpods, whatnot. Same thing here with Tesla. They come out with a, a car, then they have software, full self-driving, solar panels, Starlink, SpaceX, whatnot. So mm. like, I wanted to hear your, your thoughts on, on this matter of they being maybe the new Apple going into that trillion dollar industry and like disrupting more and more with all of their startups inside the, the company. I could uh, relate this to my business experience and I probably anybody who is listening, you are going to business entrepreneurship, you could actually, un- you can use this. Uh, you notice that, uh, okay, let's talk about uh, Apple first. If you're looking at Apple when they started off the iPhones and stuff, and you remember those days they had iPods and and uh, creative technology. Creative technology, if you remember like, like 10, 20 years ago, it's a Singapore company with the sound card. So we were like worldwide okay. and, we cre- and we created a MP3 player that was better than Apple in every single way, but never saw the, I mean, it just flopped all the way. So the difference between uh, Apple and Creative is that Apple were competing against themselves. So they were, they were asking their questions like, how do I give the user a better experience? And they were always asking that, that end question, like, how do I make a better product for the, for, for the, for, for my customers? customers yeah. And, and people like Creative or Microsoft, they will ask this question, how do I create a product better than Apple? So the, the mindset is totally different. Apple were on their, they, they didn't view competition as competition. And you start to realize the narrative is same, is same for Tesla. So, so for Apple, when they design something, um, they didn't really care. Like, like they don't care. Like if you're looking at the iPhones now and the Android, and when iPhones come out this function, people on Android be like, yeah, yeah we, we had that function years ago. But Apple really doesn't give a damn. What, what they want is, yeah, looking for the user experience and aiming what, what is the best thing we can do for our, our users. I mean, if you're looking at what Apple is, they are actually aiming to be a healthcare company. 
I mean, they, I, they have, they, you look at their devices they're having now, even the Apple Watch and stuff, they are transiting to a company to be a healthcare company. So you basically, Apple will detect your flaws before you fall sick, something like that. Like, I know yeah. the Apple Watch saved thousands of lives. They also released yesterday their uh, iFitness Plus uh, program, like to compete with Peloton, for example. Like, like yes, yes. Yeah, so Apple is on their own, in their own world. They don't care what the world comes up with. They don't give a crap ass. So same thing is for Tesla. Tesla, they, they okay, this is uh, some information that I, I can share. So for Tesla-wise, uh, they create products and they don't really care about competition. They, they were just thinking like, how do I optimize it? How, how does the, actually Elon has said many times, if we don't love the product, uh, we don't think about how we, how, the, how do, I mean, do, do they think that the customer will love the product? They have to love their product too. And they got to design the product to be customer centric. Like for example, they, you were talking about fender bender previously, but if you hit the fender and the repair costs be a lot of money because it's linked to these parts of the cars. So you can design something to be cheaper in case there's an accident. So they, they do all these small little optimizations here and there, which the end user like us, we will never feel it. But when shit happens, we know that they care. Uh, and I do know people in other automotive company. I, I, uh, and another software company. I, I can't tell you how I exactly know all this. It's, it's quite, uh, I got to keep it under, but people at these old companies, they are at the management level. They are like, shit, this is what Tesla is doing. We need to do better in them. So they are, they are having the same wars as what we have seen previously, those people trying to compete with Apple. They are thinking, how can we outdo Tesla? Every of them is doing now. Uh, Toyota, Hyundai, you're talking about Volkswagen Group. They're all talking about how do we win Tesla? They are not asking the same questions as Tesla is doing. Uh, how do we give the customer a better experience? Yeah, like recently, um, the Volkswagen, uh, they, they just talk about, yeah, we are going to transit and be profitable. What? I mean, I mean, it, it shouldn't be about money. It's all about the customer experience and thereafter value comes back to the company. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there was you know, a red. Uh, yeah, no, it's fine. Like, you know, you know, a company is, is not really trying to improve their, their customer's experience when they talk about money before they talk about innovation and, and trying to build better cars for, for the users, like, for example, Volkswagen, like everybody is so focused on catching Tesla that they'll just release cars, but eventually this car will not be good enough. So they have to start again and again, Tesla will just move forward and move forward and like be light years ahead of the competition. Yes, Uh, Tesla doesn't really have competitor. Their competitor is themselves because they just want to improve on themselves. They, They don't really care about what's happening outside. The, the same thing, he has a very Apple culture to Tesla. It's, it's just them focusing on what they do. In fact, if you want to really know deep down into Apple's uh, culture, you can watch one guy, which I really recommend a lot, Simon Sinek. He talks mm. about business and he's a business advisor to to a lot of uh, board members. I'm uh, not business advisor, but he gives like, like yeah, talks, motivational uh, yeah, talks, yeah. yeah, business talks to their management there. And he knows what's going on really deep into Apple. And uh, he actually, he actually uh, feedback to, to, I mean, to the world like this is how Apple thinks. So this is what Tesla is doing. This is what Lemonade is doing, and this is what Square is doing. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. And regarding Tesla and uh, Starlink, SpaceX, how what, what do you think is going to happen if they IPO? Then when they will IPO? Do you think? Do you think we'll get a piece of of the cake when when they when they go public? When one of those two companies will go public? Because I seen yesterday they want to raise more money for SpaceX at a ninety-two billion dollar valuation, which was like whoa, pretty pretty yeah. insane. Um, okay, that th news I'm still trying to digest. The reason why is that I believe Elon Musk. I mean, if you're talking about SpaceX, I believe uh, Elon Musk wants uh, to have control of the company. He has like more than 50% of the shares. So once he raises capital, he's going to dilute the shares and he may not have majority control. So I haven't really digested that news yet. I, I'm still going, I don't going to read up about, about it, but I'm not too sure how they're going to raise 94 billion without diluting himself. Or maybe they can come out a section of Starlink and they raise 91 billion with Starlink. That is possible without diluting Elon away. Um, but uh, starting worth 90 billion, I'm, I'm not really sure, man. <laughs> I'm not sure how they're going to raise that kind of capital. You have any idea? No, because like for now, it's, it's Starlink and SpaceX. So maybe, like you said, like they cut one part away and that's, that's maybe how they're going to do this. But I don't know. It's pretty, pretty insane. But if you look at the bigger picture, it's basically market cap point of view is is not from this world but it's also from from a outside galactic world that could <laughs> potentially be there if we can believe elon musk we probably will in a couple of years when we go on mars or, or whatnot maybe maybe 92 billion dollars isn't that much money yeah i mean considering where where, where tesla is right now it's not a lot but uh regarding we have a piece of it I, I, I really wrote my piece on how we could have access to Starlink IPO. There's a lot of, uh, okay, I have more good than bad feedback, but some people say it's not going to happen. My personal take is, is still strong on if you're a Tesla shareholder, you will be rewarded with Starlink shares. I do not know how they're going to transit this across, but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen that way. That means Elon wants to reward the Tesla shareholders. Yeah, uh, we yeah. can see him thanking Tesla shareholders a lot. The, the reason how we see that is uh, when he did, uh, how do I say, he, 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 he did talk about uh, taking care of retail investors many, many times. So, uh, and he appreciates us for holding, partly due, this, due to the lack of shares this week, uh, because a lot of shareholders like us, we, we just, we're not going to sell, man. It reaches $1,000, I'm not selling too. I, I don't give a every time it, it dips we buy yeah <laughs> yeah it's crazy i i told myself i will not buy anymore but i keep buying ah damn this <laughs> no because like i was like when, when i saw the the starship crash i was like okay tesla's gonna be on sale this week for sure two days yeah. later it's like like you you bought at 569 dollars yes yes i love that number who, yeah. who doesn't? Who doesn't? Now I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for Tesla to reach uh, six hundred sixty-nine point forty-two dollars. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The six, yeah. I like I like six nice and four twos. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so before we we wrap up, I did like a video a month or so ago when I I took 
future price predictions for next year. So like I recorded already part of that video, like oh, everybody wrote down their price predictions for next year. So like I record it mm -hmm. now and then the video only gets released a year from now so people can, can uh, see if their price predictions were correct or not. So I'm just gonna ask you your price predictions for one year from now for like Tesla Square and, uh, and Lemonade. Um, for Lemonade wise, I would, among the three companies, I would say that Lemonade would, to me personally, rise more as a percentage compared to Square and Tesla. Yeah, I, 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 I do understand. Uh, the more people would like me to say Tesla, but no, I, I think Lemonade has a lot to go. Their, their path is pretty certain. Um, okay, sorry, let me go on a rant before I no, tell you my price prediction. <laughs> So I, I actually gonna do a video on this quite soon. So there's three phases, there's three phase of uh of investors. So before the price goes up. So there's the first phase we I call that the E phase. So they are looking like lemonade, E, like what? You know the shit, like Tesla yeah. in, initial days, E. The next phase is the woo. So like like well, they are doing something, so woo. Like, so this that's the second phase. The third phase is oh no. <laughs> the oh no phrase means the share price has shot really high. And I believe that uh, Lemonade is still in the E phase, which is pretty good for a lot of us. The whole point is to enter before smart money comes in and shoot the price up. Um, I believe Square is already at the O phase. That means it's, it's, it's reaching its, yeah. its growth it's... up there already. Uh, Tesla no, is it, still going to a trillion. So in terms of like growth-wise, Lemonade number one, uh, number two is Tesla. But Tesla has, has really moved up quite a lot this year. And uh, Square, I think it's still a little bit overpriced. Uh, but uh, I, my price target for Square this year was 150 and I'm happy. And now we are at 220, I'm like, oh yeah. man. Yeah, so uh, my price target for Square next year, 250, 300 around there. I don't see a lot of push upwards. Uh, the reason why you should buy the square is you, you believe that it's going to be the next payment system of the world. And yeah, I mean, the square is pretty, the bull case is you need them to really conquer the Bitcoin world, the cash app world. And I don't see that really happening really fast because laws are lost, acquisitions takes time and it's, it's going to be a hard push. Uh, for Tesla next year, I probably see about, I easily hit a thousand dollars, like, uh, like, I, I will see a thousand dollars next year. Uh, I do hope that for Tesla, there is a retracement. That means there's few retracements up and yeah, down. Sure. But I, yeah, I, I, I like uh, volatility in Tesla. It really shakes a lot of the, the lousy investors out. And that's where, actually, I do see a lot of my audience now. I mean, there's a total shift of mindset. Each time you dip, they, they, they just come into my, my content and I mean my channel and they say, I bought, I bought, I bought, I bought. So that's pretty amazing. I, I like that for my audience because I hope retracements we just dollar cost average. Um, so Tesla is about probably hit about a thousand and uh, retrace back down. So for Lemonade, I do see a three hundred dollar price target next year. Uh, that is that is my yeah. But then again, uh, I think I had uh, this discussion with you privately many times when, <laughs> when I bought, I introduced Lemonade at about $70, $80. It dropped to 50 Everybody like, oh no, what happened? Yeah, then now it shot so high. Everybody asked me, what happened? I tell them, nothing changed. It's, it's just a... A few moments later. No, so no, for, for, for Square, exactly like we started covering this stock, like 
it was around 70 and then always it fell down, went up, fell down. And then every time it fell down, I have like these comments or, oh, why is it down? It's so cheap. Uh, what should I do? Should I sell? Oh, you, yeah, yeah. Lots of people have lost money, etc. And then yes. when, it, when it goes up, it's suddenly, whoa, whoa what happened here? Like, wh- why is it up? Like for me, th- those questions, like one, one of the, the questions the subscribers ask all the time is like, when a stock goes down, what do they do? When a stock goes up, wh- what do they have to do? I think we've seen this recently as well with the volatility of the market. Like what's, what, what's your message to, to those, like to answer those, those types of questions when the stock, you buy into a stock at 70, it goes down to 50. And same thing when you buy into 70 and it goes up to, to 90 or 100 in, in just a small, small time frame. I, I guess that you really need to understand your investment. You don't like hear people say it's good, then you buy into it. Uh, from a from from a long-term investor experience, it's better to buy and the stock price to go down. You do not want to start buying and the stock price going up because you, you have a really big mental barrier after that. So, so after you buy and the stock price goes down, it is actually a good thing. So so chill about it and just, just hold, just hold, just do nothing. I mean, if you... A lot of people who invested in the stock market for a long time, they'll understand that do, not, do nothing earns more money. In fact, that I think there was this stat somewhere where I think dead people, they, the dead people account, right? People who died and you realize their account has left them do nothing. They, they have earned a lot more than trying to be active about it. So it takes a lot of mental fortitude to, to do nothing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like you talk about this a, a lot as well, like dollar cost average. It's like, yeah. it's pretty simple. Like, if you, let's say for lemonade, you bought in at $70, that means that at $70, you thought the price was, was fair enough for you. So you should be thankful you can buy again at $45 or, or $50 because it's like way cheaper and you can buy even more for, for the same amount of money you bought in at, at $70. Like it's always the yeah. same thing I answer. Like be, be thankful you can buy it for, for cheap because when a stock goes up suddenly after you bought it, like you said, you, you have this me- mental mental thing of, ooh, should I take profit right now? Should I have bought more? What do I do? And then, then your investment strategy just, just go, goes, to the, goes to the trash because you start doing things you're not supposed to do. Like I speak also from, exactly. from experience. Like when I started the same thing, I bought in, not enough, stock goes up, I bought more and then it goes down. Then I'm like, oh, what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you, also when you stop, after you buy in and it goes up, you find it really hard to buy more. So that's actually bad. So I, I, I know it's, it's quite controversial, but I'd rather you buy the stock and thing goes down, you buy more. I mean, that I mean, sounds simple, um, but actually that, that's the better way. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Like for, for me, I, I wish lemonade goes down to, to this 60, 70 mark right now so I can buy more. <laughs> I prefer yeah. this to happen than for it to go even higher towards the hundreds or, or what not. Um, but uh, yeah. So- yeah. Yeah, I want to ask you. So, um, what is your price target for Lemonade and Square so, and Tesla? So, for Lemonade for next year, like after I've seen uh, the, the this CEO, like I've talked about this in in my last, I covered the the Goldman uh, Goldman Sachs conference. So he he was asked about what's his Lemonade plans for for 2021, and, and he started laughing. And then the, the other guy was like, Ooh, I, I like, I like that laugh. That means that there is something big coming up. So he started laughing even more. And then he's like, 
there are some things I I cannot I cannot say here you know, publicly. So yeah. I ex I expect them to grow even more in the United States. Probably open up a couple of other markets in in Europe and probably have some more more policies available as well. So probably now we're like at ninety dollars. It would not be a surprise if if they reach to two to three hundred dollars, and that would make them what a ten fifteen billion dollar company, which is which is still very small if you compare it to, to other companies that are still not doing that much. Exactly. Yeah. But All right. that goes to, to my, my, my last thing is the, the issue with high, high stock prices. Like Square is just a $5 billion company. Right now, it's just a five, like $5 billion, $100 stock price. For it to go and like maybe 20X to reach that $100 billion market cap, the stock price would be pretty pretty high and that's maybe like a mental thing for for investors like looking at for example shopify or trade desk amazon those are like stocks that are trading in the thousands of dollars but still have maybe not amazon but shopify has still a pretty low market cap compared to other stocks that are trading at at higher prices but have a lower uh lower market cap yes yes so, definitely like, yeah like it's yeah, you know, some, something that they need to think about that. Yes, I also need to like, uh, like sorry, you have you haven't said your price target. How do you know oh, your so, price so target? For, for Lemonade, yeah. I, uh, I would say between 250 and 300 for, for sure. All right, all right. Square and Tesla? Square, like Square, I, I had my price target for this year at 200. So I was like, okay, but for, for <laughs> next year, unless they have big acquisitions and they open up, I, I can't really see them go over 300. Tesla oh, is what cool. is a thousand dollars for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's like for sure. Cause like, uh, I think China is opening up now their, their model wise, I think they're finishing up uh, the, their hmm. testing. Berlin is probably going to be done next year as well. Um, yep. Giga Texas is probably going to be also in the final stages. So $1,000 is, is for sure, which, might see another stock split who knows uh, sooner rather than later because like with the price going up so fast it, it wouldn't surprise yes. me i probably uh, add one more thing um there's some things that i do know but i cannot say in public you know because some sometimes i get information here and there but uh what i can just tell people is uh they have amazing plans and it's still cheap <laughs> I mean, I mean, you don't need more than that for me. Uh, yeah, for you sure. want, if you want to know what's happened, you just you just wait. You, 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 the, the, they will show it in the future. But their plans are amazing, and I really feel that they are still cheap to, to buy. Uh, Tesla, yeah. Yeah, no, like the whole energy side of the business is still something that people aren't really looking at it right now, which is another trillion dollar idea, if you ask me. Yeah, a big thing is energy business. Actually, yeah, automotive also. Uh, there's, there's really a lot going next year. It's crazy. It's really crazy what they could achieve. And it's, uh, I really can't wait to see them ex execute on all these fronts. Yeah, sure. but this, this week is going to be fun. Uh, you're going to see the short squeeze and you're, you're going to see, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. You like never what? had such an inclusion before. Like what this day, week what day is it? The S&P inclusion? Uh, is Twenty-first, but I think they can start buying on the eighteenth or, mm. or something like that. Okay. Never in my life I will I have I will see something like that. I'm yeah, going in, so yeah, a lot of people are still confused. So let's fun, let's watch fun the week, drama. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, fun fun week ahead. Yes.
Yes, also, um, I think just, uh, I mean, if you're going to end off the video, I just want to end off something for your audience, a bonus for them. Um, I just want to talk about the US stock market because a lot of people are talking about the crash, crash, crash. I, I keep hearing that every other month, every other week, I see one article on crash. But um, I mean, people do get attracted to such stuff. But I just want to explain to you the whole, like uh, the big picture, like the biggest picture you can look up down in the stock market, uh, let's say if you are some higher being and look down in the stock market, I'm just going to give you the overall picture. Um, US used to have, uh, US, so where they get the money from? They, they use, US, they used to have money, they take money from the Europeans. That was long time ago. That was before the, the Chinese. So they, after a while, they were taking money from the Chinese as their sugar daddy to fund whatever they need to do. Because the, the economics 101 is, to earn money, you need to make stuff. But if you're not making stuff, you are not going to earn uh, money. So, Nicola. So they will take, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you, so you get, uh, so Europeans are out, uh, the China Chinese, the, I mean, the China is out already. So now who is the next economy is going to take over the US balance sheet? Nobody. So the only person left is the Fed. So you see the Fed is going up and up and up. And the only way to fund the US economy is through the stock market moving up. So no matter what happens, uh, you notice a lot of policies are concentrated on the, on the stock market to push it upwards, no matter what happens. So you can be quite safe that no matter what happens, the Fed has your back. So I, I'm not worried about any crash or what, but we are in a really totally different era in investing. Value investing is it's not really there and it's like, just need to buy innovative companies and trust that the Fed has your back to push the stock price upwards because that is the only way to spur spending in the United States. Yeah, so yeah. that is from a very huge view down and people worry about the crash. It's okay, just do nothing. It's it's funny because I, I talked to, I thought about this exact same point, like people talk about crashes, but I think like you said, we've entered a new period of time where if you ask me, I'm, I might be very, very optimistic, but I don't really see us having any big crashes happening. I won't say ever again, but not, 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 not in, in the short term at all, because there are some people that will just never let it happen for their own sake. And obviously the Fed won't let it happen as well. And like we've seen, there's a bubble. There's a bubble, I think, for, for the last, what, seven, seven years or something like that. So mm. if you want to keep listening to that, you missed out on seven years of, of bull market and you're probably going, going to miss out on, on another seven to 10 years of, of the same thing. Yes, there are going to yeah. be ups and downs, but that's, that's usually what, what, what happens. On, on just, yeah, so just do understand that the stock market is the only way to spur the US economy to spur spending now. That's it. Because we, unless US starts production again, they start making stuff, which I see Tesla is doing, but California is not giving them a nice time. I, I, uh, so um, yeah, everybody so don't worry too much. California. Yeah. Leave. <laughs> I mean, screw, screw that, screw that state. Sorry, I, sorry to my California friends, but uh, I think yeah, I, I mean, think they would they would agree that they're paying too much taxes. Uh, they just they yeah, work I mean, hard and I they really get their mean, money taken away. So most some move to uh, Nevada. Uh, yeah, some of them move to Texas and stuff. Yeah, it's about yeah. time, man. Yeah, no, I think this week I think Oracle has moved to to Texas as well. Obviously, Elon has moved yeah. to Texas. So pretty yeah. pretty good. 
All yeah, right. Good. I think we can wrap up th this time again. Thank you very, very much for, for taking your time. Um, I think right. this, this will be up Thursday. So if you do your video Friday, I will send you the link before if you want to post it or sure, whatnot. Sure. Um, sure, be no very problem. good and i will make a a, a thing because i know you do this uh for for animal care like for every like you put like for every, every like is is one cent so yeah. i'll do i'll do the the same thing and i'll do even one one better if if after this video go, goes online what not if i can reach ten thousand uh subs by the end of the year i'll donate five hundred dollars to to the charity of of your of your choice uh the animal one all right. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. I think <laughs> it's 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 very it's something very very good. I think it's something that I will be doing as well uh, when this channel grows and become more sustainable, like giving away. It's also why I want Cash App to come into Europe, so I can start doing like <laughs> like the, these giveaways for for people that maybe I don't know need need food or, or whatnot. I think so. The, the thing I can yeah. give back for them that are watching my videos and and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. There are a lot of people in a more. Uh, worse situation than us and the least you can do is just be grateful for where we are and just help people that are below us exactly. that's, that's and i know that's yeah. what what you're doing like like there i know there's a lot of people like you in a good financial situation that just live their life and whatnot but like what you're doing is pre pretty cool like giving all this information for free and then obviously what you earn from these videos you give away for for good causes and i think i want to do the same thing moving forward as well now, this is the why I, I this is the one of the reasons why I like to support you. Uh, the the things you cover, because you see, uh, as a YouTuber, there's there's a lot of things that we can do to boost views. Like that's 10x new, <laughs> the next 10x stock, or that kind of stuff. We we don't do that. Uh, there, are, there are a lot of people who do topics like that just to get the views in and subscribers up, but they haven't been through a market that is shitty. <laughs> so you, you, once the market turns on them, the, a lot of people are going to lose money. And Nicola is the one of the first few, and you look at the, I, I, I know people might not like me say, but uh, Helion, Helion is the other one. You see the stock price coming down. So it's all hype initially. They don't understand what is sustainable. So I just, I don't do YouTube views for the views, but really give value. And over time, people will understand that. And it's just, just, it's just the way I feel that it should be done. Yeah, yeah for sure. And I, and, I know, and I know your values are right. So it's Thank awesome. Man. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. All right. So I wish you Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I uh, hope 2021 will be a much better year for like uh, the planet, um, but an even better year for, for the stock market. And uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. We'll talk, we'll talk soon. And uh, to all the donkeys out there, <laughs> and, and enjoy and that's it thank you thank you again All right. for, for this thank you